Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio, Amazon Resellers. Streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for choosing to connect with Kat. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016. If you're listening live, we thank you. I want to give a great shout-out to our folks at Inventory Lab. They've got some new stuff coming out for us, and I'm very excited to share it with my listeners. Today, we are honored to have Ms. Rachel Greer with us from Cascadia Consulting, a new guest for that Cat Radio audience. Rachel is a former Amazonian committed to helping small to medium-sized business succeed with selling on Amazon in the U.S. and globally. Rachel's expertise is in product development and brand optimization for Amazon, as well as product compliance and product quality. Rachel is the founder of Cascadia Seller Solutions, a boutique consulting firm focused on Amazon seller issues. You can connect with Rachel at Think Cascadia. That's C-A-S-K-A-D-I-A dot com. Welcome to the show, Rachel. How are you doing this Tuesday? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Folks, behind the scenes, I've been trying to get Rachel on and had to cancel on her twice. So I am so grateful that she's still willing to talk to me. Thank you, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Everyone's got lives and things they want to do on a day-to-day basis. And I know you've had a very busy one lately. It has been crazy. It seems like it's Murphy's Law around here, but I'm so glad you got here. So since you're a new guest, can you just give us a a capsule view? Tell us about your e-commerce journey and how you got to where you are with this new consulting company, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I guess it all started in in the eighth grade when I thought that there was a really cute boy and I decided to take German as a foreign language. Uh, and because of that, I ended up going to Austria for a study abroad and then doing wow. my master's degree in European history, and I spoke German. So when I came back home to Seattle, I was looking for jobs, and I was really hoping to use my German skills. I'd lived in Austria, mm-hmm. and I'd, you know, years and years of study of this language, all because of a boy I thought was cute. And uh, <laughs> there was a job at Amazon for a German-speaking investigator, and it was working on the Amazon DE website. Um, to the Germany website, and I was like, well, I'm not fluent, but I'm close, I'll apply, let's see what happens. <laughs> and um, applied and found out that not only was uh, I qualified for the job, but I actually had the best German of the group that was there. So I was like, clearly wow. I'm underestimating my skill set here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, so anyone who ever tells you that getting a master's degree in an esoteric part of uh, history is not worth the money it's printed on, then uh, they're wrong. I got a really great I will send job. them to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, so that's how I started out at Amazon, and then I was at Amazon for over seven years in mm-hmm. the fraud department, um, and then I moved to the compliance department. Uh, and then after being at Amazon for over seven years, there's a lot of changes that happen to a company when mm-hmm. it doesn't just double in size. It doubled in size like four times while I was wow. there. Mm-hmm. And the, the main problem with that is really the maintenance of culture. Amazon mm-hmm. has a very unique business culture, uh, or at least it did. Um, yes. And some parts of it still do, but it's got a very entrepreneurial business culture, as in when you get hired on as an employee, you're, you're paid like an employee, you function like an employee for mm-hmm. legal purposes, but in terms of your actual job, a lot of times they just give you a goal and say, have fun with that. And wow. literally that's the amount of guidance you're given, <laughs> which to me is very freeing and I loved mm-hmm. it, um, but to a lot of other people it was not at all and they they were absolutely terrified by this and didn't last for very long but then over the years more and more people were needed to fill roles as the company grew and so they weren't able to find as many entrepreneurial mindset kind of people mm-hmm. and it just got more and more bureaucratic and more and more paperwork and finally I was just like I, I don't want to deal with this anymore <laughs> I'm so yeah. out of here <laughs> I'm so out of here I love that phrase um, yeah <laughs> I actually was on the bus going home and was like, I don't want to go back. And I was like, but I have to go back because I've got stock vesting in three weeks. Okay, mm. then I'll just give my notice and I'll still collect my stock. <laughs> yes, yes, good plan. <laughs> so, yeah, that was last year. And my last day at Amazon was May 29th. And the day that I launched my website and started talking to people was May 30th. <laughs> Wow. That is such an interesting story. I don't think we've heard that side of working for Amazon. I mean, Amazon's in the news like every day now because it's such a big part of our culture. But thank you for that behind the scenes view of of how they've evolved and changed as a company. I thought that's really interesting. Yeah, it was was really a fun company to work for for a while. I think it was, um, it's a kind of combination of fun and Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Panic. I guess really yeah. that kind of combination there. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's fun very and much an exciting experience, but yeah, definitely a combination of just this really great sense of ownership where you can really create something completely brand new. I was the one who launched the entire restricted products team. I was just told, "Here's what legal wants. Now go make it happen." They didn't tell me how to do it. They didn't tell me what to do. I had one guy, and then I had to beg for an intern and bake cookies and stuff. And <laughs> got it launched actually like four days after the deadline. So that's on time and Amazon time. Yes. And you know things like that where this this tool is now one of the most used tools in compliance at Amazon. Nearly every team uses it. And I got the ability to do that with barely any experience to do something of that of that nature. And basically, Amazon has this way of saying, okay, so you're intelligent, you have the right attitude, you go do something hard. And then if you uh, succeed, then they give you something harder to do. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, so that, that part is, was really great. The panic, yeah. maybe not so much. Yeah the, yeah, the fun would be good, the panic not so much, but very interesting how that, that you are responsible for that whole area that people are working with now. Well, your background working for Amazon sure gives you a unique insight in working with Amazon sellers. So that really, you know, starting all the way back in, in um, getting a crush on that boy and how it all fed together is kind of interesting <laughs> to watch you to this point now. Um, but I know it seems like Amazon consulting has become a thing uh, just in the last couple of years, but you come to this from a really unique background. So I really wanted to showcase that and let the audience know what was out there to help them. 
How have you used the the insider uh, view of Amazon to help your clients? So there's a couple different ways. Um, the first is the way that Amazon works. So I know that the seller side of consulting has become pretty big in the last couple of years, but the vendor side of consulting has been big for probably a good decade or longer. Interesting. Uh, so the vendor side is even less organized than the seller side in terms of the infrastructure and tools that you use. And it's basically an entirely self-service method of doing business with Amazon. Wow. Sounds familiar to sellers, but yeah. um, you'd think that even vendors would have a little more support, and mm-hmm. uh, not really. Um, so even even a couple of years ago, at least, they had um, associate vendor managers who helped guide them through some of the processes. Those all got rid of, uh, were gotten rid of a, wa- a long time ago. And now if you want someone within Amazon to help you, then you have to actually pay for an employee yourself. And so a lot mm-hmm. of companies will just hire outside consulting firms to do it instead, Instead of paying Amazon for an employee, you just hire someone outside to handle everything for you, and then you don't have to pay Amazon for that. So that has been happening on the vendor side for a while, and that's actually something I knew about going into the seller side. I had absolutely no idea how much consulting there was on the seller side. I just knew there was consulting on the vendor side, and so I was like, I think I'll just put my shingle out there and see what happens. And then I looked around, mm-hmm. like, whoa, it's kind of busy. There's a lot here. of shingles here, yeah. <laughs> So basically what what we offer is really understanding how Amazon works. It's not Mm -hmm. a typical method of selling. So you have what's called the infinite aisle. And the infinite aisle is basically the concept of no matter how far you look in any direction at Amazon, you can keep looking. There's really no visible end to the aisle that you're on. And so the way that you get noticed and the way that you sell on Amazon is very different than the way that you would try to sell at a brick-and-mortar store or sell to buyers. So at a typical retail establishment, you would have buyers who choose what to buy, they choose how much to buy, they work with in-stock planners who decide how much of each thing to buy, and they basically do planning year over year. It's kind of a slow process. There are no buyers at Amazon. At Amazon, you have vendor managers, the people who manage the relationship and try to bring on new vendors, and people who manage in-stock levels. But there's no one who actually chooses to buy or not. All buying is done, well, not all buying, most buying, the vast majority, probably I think closer to 99% now, is done by automated algorithms. So based on prior sales history, then you get a PO from Amazon for your existing sales. And if you can grow that yourself, then Amazon will cut more POs. But no person is actually doing it, all automated. So on the seller side, what we try to do is actually help sellers with that same flywheel process. So you get more traffic and Amazon gives you more space and more real estate on their website when you are proven to make them money. So the more times people buy your stuff, the more often you show up. So that means increasing traffic, increasing good sales, increasing reviews. And as that kind of speeds up, then you are the one who shows up organically on the first page. So that's one of the things that we help sellers do is really understand how Amazon works because it's such a unique system. It's not really a retailer. Amazon is a very sophisticated technology platform that happens to have vendors and sellers. <laughs> yeah. It is definitely a unique ecosystem, and it's really interesting to get this insight. I mean, I, I could just keep you talking forever. We're, we're down to 40 seconds in this first segment, so I don't want to cut you off in the middle of an answer. But guys, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit in each segment of today's show about the different services that Rachel offers to sellers. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, there's kind of a crossover there between sellers and vendors now that we've got some private label people out in seller land. So um, I'm sure you work a little bit with each of those, correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. 
Right. We're going to talk, well, like I said, when we come back, we're going to talk about global sourcing, product benchmarking, product testing, customer experience, seller performance and policy, Amazon brand management, compliance services, and even fine, qual- fine jewelry quality assurance. So we're going to cover it all. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk more to Rachel Greer of Cascadia Consulting on the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than BubbleFast. Packing peanuts? They've got them. Poly bubble mailers? They've got those too. BubbleFast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Gulley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinate for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it Does your business do a lot of shipping and wish you could get more for less? Stamps.com is the solution. It's the ideal way to automate and simplify your e-commerce shipping needs. Easily import all your venues like eBay, Amazon, and others. Trips to the post office will soon become a memory. Stamps.com gives you postage on demand. Just click, print, and mail at discounted shipping rates. See why so many e-commerce businesses have switched. Visit Stamps.com. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. 
Amazon resellers. Streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That's Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two. Thanks again for listening to That Cat Radio. I want to give a shout out to this segment sponsor, Bubble Fast. Mark and Robin have been friends of ours for a long time. Remember to use That Cat Radio on your coupon, and you'll get 10% off this month instead of 5%. So, Rachel, we've got so much to cover because you guys offer so many uh, services, and I went over a bunch of them uh, just before the break. And I wanted to ask you on your website, you talk about how you've built a team for each of these. Uh, different services that you offer. Can you tell us a little bit about how you built teams for each type of service that you work with? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of uh, one of those funny, I used to work at Amazon and now I don't kind of situations where, <laughs> you know, you, you end up being friends with people on Facebook or friends on LinkedIn and you see what they're doing. And I was just talking to a couple of my old colleagues last August and I was talking about how I wasn't sure how I was going to handle things because the growth had been significant, but I needed to take on this contract role that I was doing. And I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to handle this. And I was just like, maybe I can just do extra work on the weekends. And how am I going to do that? They were just like, Rachel, like, what? Like, we would love to help you. Like, oh, (laughs) oh, okay. All right. That works. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) They were the first ones that, um, that I brought on and they actually have become partners, Kelly and Emily. And we, grew again to such an extent that we started having to add on more people. And so what I tried to do was talk to people I'd worked at, at Amazon, worked with at Amazon, and then ask them if they wanted to do something like consulting, because the biggest difference between working in a job for someone else and doing consulting is you have to deal with really different kinds of people every day. And that's a big challenge, actually. So when, yes. when you're working at Amazon and I'm working with a product manager, I know exactly what to expect. I know exactly what kind of background they have. They know what questions to ask me, and I know how to answer them. No question about how those roles work. When you have a brand new seller who's coming to you saying, hey, I want to launch this new brand, and they may be really experienced at wholesale. They may be even making quite a lot of money at RA, but doing a developed product is a very different um, process than doing wholesale or reselling. And so we found when we first started this out that we needed to provide a lot more structure to sellers, that a lot of sellers didn't have that structure themselves, mm-hmm. um, not being project managers themselves. Right, right. <laughs> and so a lot that, of us, a lot of us kind process. of fell into this. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're, exactly. Yeah. A lot of us fell into so like starting out in rebel- more structure. Right, structure would be good. I, I probably should talk to you about that for myself. <laughs> Whether I launch a brand or not, I could use some structure around here. Um, that is that is very true. So you're hiring people, like you said, the consulting that are dealing with different kinds of sellers each day and starting people that have backed into this business, just buying and selling, like you said, retail arbitrage, and all of a sudden they want to develop a brand. Very different type of business. I'm glad you're there. Um, one of the um, things that you list on your website that y'all do is global sourcing. So how exactly does mm-hmm. global sourcing work? Is that for those people that are interested in private label products or is that for other types of sourcing also? Um, it could be for both. So both Rain and Bell, who are our um, sourcing consultants, used mm-hmm. to be sourcing uh, managers for Amazon brands. So they okay. both lived in South China and worked at the office there. And Bell has since moved to Canada, so she's actually in, in um, North American time zones. But they do both 
searching wholesale, legitimate wholesale in China, as well as um, sources, manufacturing sources for their own products. And I say global sourcing because sometimes the right source is actually domestic, or it could be that it's domestic or Mexico or Canada. And a lot of people don't think of that when they think of global sourcing. Right. They keep thinking of China. Right. And it's not even China sometimes. China might just be too expensive. So sometimes the best place to search for an item might be in Malaysia or India. So global sourcing by that, I mean, where is the right place to source the product that you want to source? If you want awesome. to source a particular wholesale item, well, then where is the best place to, to source that? If you want to build your own brand, where is the best place to source the product that you want to build? Okay, so it sounds like you're there with the structure and the team for somebody who says, look, I've built some success wholesaling, or I've built some success RA or whatever, but now I want, I've got this idea for a product or a product line, but I don't even know where to start. So like that kind of person could come to you and say, here's my idea, and you could help them find sourcing and all of that. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. And from a lot more structured of a standpoint, a lot of the courses that are out there, um, really focus on going on Alibaba or mm. something like MadeInChina.com and finding a source and talking to them and then finding somebody who's gold certified in Alibaba. There's like this whole method of, of Alibaba sourcing and that that works fine-ish. Um, <laughs> There's mm -hmm. a lot of issues with that unless you're, you're really being quite careful. And what we're really doing is we're trying to find long-term factory partnerships. Mm -hmm. So the major difference in what we do and a lot of the other um, approaches is that we're starting usually at a thousand MOQ where mm -hmm. we're validating the market that exists and saying yes there is a niche that can go well here now be different and stand out and be unique and really wow your customer don't just go buy something in that niche and sell it because really mm -hmm. on Amazon customers aren't super price sensitive when you compare them to like a Target or Walmart customer okay. they're not super price sensitive to, to sense Maybe, maybe like dollars, but in cents, not really. And even in dollars, it, until you're getting into tens of dollars, mm -hmm. they're not that price sensitive. If they see really good reviews and really good feedback from other customers, and the detail page really wows them, really great pictures, really clear explanation of features and benefits, if they look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? This will solve my problem. I want to buy this. If the next one over is $5 cheaper but doesn't have as good of a detail page, you know, like a $26 versus a $21 widget, Often right. the $26 widget will win because Amazon customers are just not as price sensitive as other customers. That's, that's so what I usually tell people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so don't go for the cheap. If you, if you have a particular niche, go for the better. Have good right. packaging. Make sure that the, the, the product can actually perform the way that you want it to in China. Right. Sometimes the difference between a good product and a bad product is a dollar or two. So mm -hmm. put in the effort. If you want to build a long-term business, then think about where all the costs are and what you can actually charge your customer. I am so glad to hear you say that because it seems like there is a new, uh, using the air quote thing, private label course out every day. And, and, and I just cringe at some of the stuff that I, that I see put out there. In fact, one guy, I love what he said. He said, please don't sell another spatula. And I just, I just want to say, <laughs> yes, yeah. don't just go grab something off the shelf and slap your label on it. You know, put some thought into this, make it something really good. So I love hearing that. Okay, moving on, because I don't, I, there's so much you do, and I don't want to get stuck in one area, but this is great that you are there for those people who are saying, you know what, I want to explore this branding, private label kind of thing, but I want to do it the right way. So that's awesome. Well, another thing that you offer is product benchmarking. What do you guys do in that? What does that mean? So this is the only part of the process that I actually do myself. And this approach is really looking at the, basically the, the competitive landscape of the product, 
And then looking at the countries where it's usually fairly good to buy from that product, then just giving a kind of overall top level, is this even a good place to go or not? So sometimes people will come to us with an idea and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's nice. Um, but no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Have you thought and of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes we're trying to redirect them gently and sometimes it's a little bit more forceful because different people have different attachment levels to their current idea. And a lot of people get really, really emotionally attached to their ideas. And mm -hmm. there's a big difference. I don't know if you saw that Facebook meme where it says client brief and it's like Ned Stark on the Iron Throne and then client budget and it's some teenager on a pool noodle throne. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and this is what happens to a lot of our clients. They come up with this idea for a product where I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, to do even this one product, you really need about 30 or 40K to invest to make this to work. It's not going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. You need to pick something else because you don't have the pockets for this. And so that, awesome. that can be a difficult conversation to have with some potential clients because they really want to do this one thing because it's a really great nation. It's got it's this. Cool. It's cool. Right. It's like, but you, you realize that the competitive landscape is so, so crowded that to compete, you have to have the best product at that price point, and you don't have the money for that. You can't well, buy I'm, in bulk enough to drive the cost down enough to buy and compete. See, now that, to me, that is integrity on display because you could just take their money. Sure, no problem. We can do that and just, you know, spend their, take their money. But you're, you know what? That's not going to work, and here's why. So that, to me, is, is integrity on display. I love that. Do, the other things that talk about product, product testing, safety, regulatory, quality, is that all kind of part of product benchmarking, or are those separate things? Those are separate. So once you've benchmarked a product and you know you want to move forward and it makes sense for your budget, it makes sense for your timeline, then we go into the sourcing phase. Once a factory has been chosen, that's when we start doing testing. So testing is... Um, when it's regulatory and safety, it's fairly straightforward and usually actually fairly inexpensive because you're just validating it to an existing standard that's out there. Does it meet it? Does it not? Not too complicated, not too hard. Um, make sure it's not covered in lead. Check. Good. Right. So that part isn't the hard part, although a lot of people miss that, which is really unfortunate. So I'm yes. quite certain there's plenty of people selling leaded children's products on the website, and that's just kind of, you know, like heart popping. But yeah. that's a different issue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we also do a lot of work with um, doing quality testing. So a lot of sellers don't know how to make a product that will meet their marketing. So there's a ton of people who have gotten into Amazon as a business because they know the internet or they know marketing or they know sales in some way, but they don't know product development. They don't know anything about products at all. Mm -hmm. And so they're marketing a product and they have no validation or knowledge whatsoever of whether that product is actually meeting their marketing promise. And that I think is a huge problem because if you have, say, a medium-level product and you advertise it as a medium-low product, and the customer is like, sweet, I just got a medium-low product for a medium-low And they're going to be unhappy. Oh. Yep, here comes the music to cut you off, guys. This is the kind of stuff that you need Rachel to help you with. We'll be right back with more questions on the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. 
Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at WSRadio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Heidi Rue and Progressive Medical Center is the reason why I feel better than I ever have before. And Cheryl is the same way. She heard about Progressive Medical through listening to the fish and she had suffered from bloating, exhaustion and horrible acid reflux. After her treatment at Progressive Medical Center though, Cheryl lost 4 to 6 inches and she found out she had allergies which was causing her to bloat. When Cheryl was asked to describe her experience at Progressive Medical Center, she said it was life changing and educational. See, Progressive Medical Medical Center treats your whole self. They don't just put a band-aid on your symptoms. One of the things that impressed me most about Progressive was that they really took time to listen to you and they provide you with customized care. To begin your life change, call Progressive Medical at 770-676-6000. On the internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks, and welcome to Segment 3, sponsored by our friends at Stamps.com. Bring the post office to your office with Stamps.com. Rachel, I'm sorry we kind of cut you off last segment, but folks, that is the kind of information that you guys need. If you're looking at Amazon or even eBay or your own website, you're looking at a branded product and you're trying to decide, is this going to work? And then you're trying to decide, is it actually going to do what it says it's going to do? Rachel's got the information you need. And I love what you were trying to say about, look, you know, know what your product is, know how good it is before you start advertising and putting it out there. Great stuff, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's our number one issue that we see is 
really not understanding how customers will perceive value. And Absolutely. having a product that you price at a medium price point, you advertise at a medium price point, it shows up and it's a medium price product, customers going to be perfectly happy. They'll be even happier if they got it for a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of what's course. really annoying is if they got that same medium product, it's the same exact product, the same exact features and functions, but if they were told it was better and they were charged for that, they're going to be unhappy, even though it's the same product. So knowing what that product is, is pretty important to knowing how to market it. Absolutely. Basic customer service set those expectations. All right. Speaking of customer service, your website says that one of your core competencies is the customer experience. What does your company do for Amazon sellers in the area of customer experience? Yeah. yeah. Customer experience is the backbone of Amazon. So customer obsession is one of the leadership principles. Mm-hmm. And the basic idea is to obsess over your customers, understand what they need, understand what they want, and make sure that they get it all the time, every time. And what Jeff Bezos is fond of saying is, you can pay attention to your competitors, that's fine, but obsess over your customers, really understand what they want and need. And so that's really the foundation of pretty much all the policies that Amazon has as well. So all of those seller performance policies and all the warnings that sellers get, they all come from the place of being obsessed about the customer experience. If the customer experience is bad in some way, then Amazon will take efforts to fix it by punishing the seller. (laughs) So it all really starts from there. And so we kind of see that as kind of the yin and yang piece. And so a lot of sellers come to us because they have a problem, because they've gotten into trouble with Amazon or they're starting to see a trend and they want help with fixing it. We're trying to do a little bit more effort and outreach on the do it right the first time, and then you don't have to, to pay us as much, actually. We're a little bit cheaper for proactive services than reactive services. So with the, the proactive approach, it's really important to have standardized blurbs. So a blurb is basically a pre-written response to any given situation. We have a library of 30 standard blurbs, and then depending on what a seller's situation is or common issues, then we can edit or adjust those for our clients. And basically the concept there is you should have standard responses that every situation that comes through on your account so that even if you're having a bad day or you're having a really good day, that the experience of your customer remains the same, that you still have the same tone, you still have the same approach, that you're always treating your customer the same way. Um, So that's the first kind of base concept, that you should always have a really great treatment of customer's approach, so publicly facing anything should be standardized and should be really positive and upbeat, even though that customer is a giant pain to deal with. Yeah. So that's, yes, that's as the they will be piece. sometimes. Okay, so customer <laughs> obsession, the first one is that customer responses. Love that. Yeah, so, so once you have the ability to respond to your customers in a consistent way, then really listen to what they have to say. A lot of them are giving you free advice, advice that you would have to pay panelists for if you were trying to predict what they're saying, and these customers are giving it to you for free. So we find that a lot of times the feedback from customers helps us to improve packaging or helps us to improve the shape or the design of the product in some way. And that's really, really valuable. And I think a lot of times sellers get so frustrated by getting negative responses from customers that they're not thinking about the best way to use that and to continue to grow. It's all input that you can use to improve your business. Right. Absolutely. And it is, you know, day after day with a constant negative, it does kind of draw you down. So if fresh response, <laughs> yeah. hey, wait a minute, this guy's maybe helping me. That's good. Okay. So you're helping a lot of Amazon sellers with their customer experience. 
in along with that, you talked about setting those expectations. I, I use that phrase, setting expectations. You talked about you know making sure the product is what it says. Is that what when you're talking about an A plus product detail page? That's what presents the product to the Amazon customer. Is that what you're talking about? Is making sure that all that information is out there? Um, actually, that's a specific um, detail page type that's primarily used by vendors, but a lot of sellers are learning about it. So if you have your own branded product or an exclusive product that you're permitted to basically manage the brand for, then you can actually sign up for Vendor Express. So the way that Amazon works is it's all about push, right? You have to push information out to the, the customers and then they'll go and they'll buy. And so Amazon isn't going to put that out for you. You have to do it and then the customers are the pull. Once you get that data together, then you can take it to Amazon and then they'll start buying it. And so a lot of our sellers of branded products, we're basically trying to get the best of both worlds. We're trying to get um, a, vendor, a vendor marketing approach with a seller pricing approach. And what I mean by that is vendors have really cool marketing tools. They have AMS, which is Amazon Marketing Service, which allows them to market their brand and tell their brand story is really important for, for building customer loyalty. And it also allows them to build these things called A-plus detail pages. And an A-plus page is basically a page where if you scroll down, like on a KitchenAid product or something like a really big brand like that, you'll see them in the section that says from the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. And it has pictures with um, feature benefit next to the picture. And so it does a much better job of explaining to the customer why they should buy your product. And so we've seen um, some pretty good conversions on those Amazon has done some testing themselves on the conversion improvement with A-plus pages, and it goes from 3 to 10% increase uh, wow. for conversion with a good A-plus page. Now, there are bad A-plus pages. <laughs> so yes. Those aren't going to help you as much. But if you do your A-plus page really well and have a really great feature benefit set, a really good brand story, then you can do a great job of helping replace that in-store experience for the customer because that's really what's missing online, right? You can't touch it. You can't mm -hmm. hold it. You can't see it. Right. Having a really great A-plus page with pictures and features and showing the up-close photos can help to replicate that. That's awesome. So now, as you said, this was a feature that was for vendors, but it's becoming available to some sellers. How do sellers access this? Is it limited to a certain, like you said, people that have an exclusive, what they're the brand representative, or their own product? How would a seller find out about this and try to use this feature? So there's two ways you can do it. You can sign up for Vendor Express. Unfortunately, Vendor Express is not available for certain features, uh, certain categories like shoes and clothing and a couple of other um, smaller subcategories, including Hazmat. So if you're in that, then Vendor Express won't work for you. And um, that basically is just you sign up for it. It's, it's publicly facing. You sign up for it. You say that you have the rights to the brand, so you, you'd better have the rights to that brand. Um, right. And then you can start creating your pages. It's that simple. You agree to send some items to Amazon. Most people use Vendor Express to try to build up a sales history and then sell directly to Amazon. Mm -hmm. I personally don't do that because I find that on average the seller platform you can make more money, but that's just a mm -hmm. personal preference. There, there's benefits and drawbacks to a B2B or a B2C business. The other way that you can get access to this marketing content is through Amazon exclusives. And generally you have to apply and they have to like your product. So it needs to be something that they want to buy. Um, and Amazon Exclusives requires you to sell only on Amazon, your online store, and your brick-and-mortar brand store. So it can't be wow. sent to any other brick-and-mortar stores or any other online stores. It can only be your stores and Amazon. 
interesting, interesting. And I, you know, I have noticed that over the last few years, there were a lot of uh, brands, smaller brands particularly, that rushed into selling to Amazon and just couldn't believe their good luck, more or less, to be able to sell on Vendor Express. And now I see those people going, oh my gosh, that's a nightmare. Um, and pulling back from that for many, many reasons. That was interesting at the recent ASD show was talking to several companies that, yeah, we used to sell to Amazon, but we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> no, being an Amazon vendor is so hard. Yes. I guess yes. the reason why being an Amazon vendor, the consulting side of that has been around for more than 10 years because it's awful. <laughs> yes, that's what but that's It exactly really depends on your here. business model. Yeah. So if you're if you're the kind of company that can invest in a direct-to-customer relationship, well, then absolutely go to seller side. No, no questions. No question about that. If you're a really big company like Mattel, you don't do direct to consumer. That's not what you do. Right. You do no. you do B two B. Absolutely. But I, like I said, the smaller ones are really coming back from the other side. Okay, one minute left in this segment. Seller performance and policy. What services do you offer clients who are dealing with the seller performance and Amazon policy teams? So Kelly is actually a former manager for North America Seller Performance. She had been uh, at Amazon. Um, the nine years that she was there, eight of them were spent in TRMS, the same department I was. And she was when she left Amazon, she was managing the team, and she was a former team lead. So she actually wrote a lot of the rules for seller performance and really understands them from cool. just from the ground up. She knows exactly what Amazon is looking for with those kind of rules. Awesome. So, and she's one of the team leaders that you have. So, if somebody has a problem with performance mm-hmm. or policy, that's who they would work with through Cascadia Consulting. Correct. Correct. Yep. Awesome. Okay. And you also offer reinstatement services. Correct. Yeah. So yes. we, we actually try to handle a lot of the more complicated cases. Um, so I handle product compliance cases, restricted products, food safety, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Emily handles a lot of the product quality or packaging issues, anything that, that's really about just customers being upset. And Kelly handles mm-hmm. pretty much everything on the seller performance side. Awesome. Okay, guys, we have one more segment left with Rachel. We're going to hook her brain about all the great things you need to do to be a great Amazon seller. So come back. We'll be back with Rachel Greer from Cascadia Consulting. ThinkCascadia.com on the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than BubbleFast. Packing peanuts? They've got them. Poly bubble mailers? They've got those too. BubbleFast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at wsradio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Attention business owners. Does it feel like your business owns you? See if you qualify for a free 90-minute business coaching session to help you build a business, not a job. During this free 90-minute strategic consultation, one of our senior coaches will help you map out the best way to grow your company and get your life back. To learn more, go to MauiMasterminds.com slash scale now. That's MauiMasterminds.com slash scale now. 
Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. The richness of your life is reflected in the shimmering elegance found at Dioloon Design. One-of-a-kind jewelry and pieces from Cynthia Dillon in silver and gold help to express your unique personality. The flowing designs of her creations will empower the way you move throughout your day. Join us online at diolundesigns.com. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, VinVillage.com, where wine lovers connect. Be sure to tune in weekly to Vin Village Radio for exclusive, in-depth interviews with the who's who in wine and food. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everybody. Last segment of today's That Cat Radio show. I'm so excited to introduce my audience to Rachel Greer from Cascadia Consulting. Rachel, based on all the different services that you offer in our conversation so far, it seems like you're encouraging Amazon sellers to develop their own brands, to import products from you know outside the U.S. or the U.S., create their own, and also grow their businesses that way. Do you see that this is the future for Amazon sellers? Is that how you feel? I think that there are two areas where Amazon sellers can be quite successful in the long term, not just making some money for the month. And that is either being an exclusive seller of wholesale products, so arranging to be the seller representative for smaller um, manufacturers who just don't want to deal with the Amazon channel. So that's mm -hmm. like the people that you meet at ASD, that's a pretty um, common market segment there where yes. they want to be able to make some money from Amazon. There's a lot of foot traffic on Amazon. It's great. They really don't want to deal with Amazon. <laughs> so being yes. a seller who will act as an exclusive representative for that company it reduces the risk for that company and then increases the potential payout for the seller because you can really build up a brand and then you don't have any of the risk of actually making that product yourself. So that I think is, is one really successful way to, to have a seller be successful. You get mostly exclusive access to the buy box because mm -hmm. if the brand is working with you to try to control their distribution, then you can have um, pretty much exclusive access on the web to that particular product. Right. The and none of that race to the bottom with, yeah, not race, race to the bottom with 15 people selling the same product. Yes. 
Exactly, exactly. And then the manufacturer doesn't want that either because mm -hmm. then they have a lot of people who are destroying their brand identity online. Yes. So a lot of manufacturers really do want to work with experienced sellers who know how to protect their brands on Amazon. So it's definitely an area to get into if you if you want to have a long-term future but do not want to do your own private label. I really recommend going into this kind of wholesale exclusive model where you can act like a brand and function like a brand, but you have exclusive access to a brand. That's yeah. that's a less risky approach for both the manufacturer and you. Definitely, definitely. So you do feel that those two models are really the, the direction it's going for Amazon sellers in the future? Absolutely. And the reason why I say this is not just because there's a lot of product quality issues with doing retail arbitrage and online arbitrage or drop shipping. Um, so those are the folks who get the most product quality complaints and suspensions, mm -hmm. but also because brands are starting to notice what's going on. So yes. you'll see brands who normally would never sell on the seller side are starting to open up their own seller accounts and start selling on the seller side rather than on the vendor side. They're realizing that by selling to Amazon as a vendor, they're actually losing money because Amazon will actually keep asking for um, price cuts to match all the sellers. And the sellers mm -hmm. are trying to cut their price so they can win the buy box. So it's this constant undercutting approach. So a lot of manufacturers are now realizing if I just control my distribution channels a little bit more and I sell on the seller side, then Amazon can't do this to me and neither can the sellers. So it's going to get harder and harder to find um, products to exploit. There's not going to be as much of this kind of in-store versus online price disparity that can be exploited. It's really going to be working with a small manufacturer who's built up a niche, who's done a lot of good stuff in their own area, now let's get it on Amazon. For building your own um, brand, I think that there's still a number of years left in this model to really make a difference and build build a, a brand without having a significant amount of capital. So mm -hmm. the, the challenge, of course, is that doing it right can be more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's awesome. really where, where we try to come in and help with, well, maybe you shouldn't source in China. Maybe there's other places you can source where you can still achieve those 30% margins. Because you definitely want 30% margins minimum on yes. label products. Never go less than 30% or just don't sell a product or liquidate it. You know, it's not worth it long term. Absolutely not worth that hassle. So, you know, you and I were talking about arbitrage. You know, do you feel that realtor arbitrage, the question is, do you feel like it's on the way out? And I know people have gotten kind of a negative reaction when they say that. And and I tend to agree. It's not that I'm saying, you know, it's a bad thing. It's just that I, I see, as you just said, Rachel, the competition getting tighter and tighter. And now the pressure from Amazon is coming with, you know, the product compliance issues and the product quality issues, the pressure from the brands. We don't want other people selling our product because we can't tell if it's, you know, still fresh and it's still this way and that way. And all of that, I, I do seem to think that that, is, that, comp that area of the market is getting compressed. So would you agree with that as far as retail arbitrage and that kind of thing on the way waning, maybe not on the way out, but waning? I, I would definitely agree with that. And it's, it's possible to still do quite well with it if you find you know, clever ways of, of selling, but the, the overall process with product quality holding you responsible for every single little thing that you do, it's hard to buy things mm -hmm. in retail packaging, which is usually tested to ISTA 1A, which means it's meant to be on a pallet, sent to the stores and put on a shelf and bought by the customer. That's mm -hmm. a different kind of packaging than you need to do e-commerce shipping. E-commerce yes. shipping, the packaging should be thick enough to hold up to going on a plane and on a truck and being, you know, played baseball bat with the UPS driver. <laughs> yes. So a lot of times when people buy things in a store, 
by the time it arrives at the customer, it's completely damaged and is not in the kind of quality that it was when it was originally bought at the store. And so you have two things happening, which is lower quantity of products, which have significant enough margin differences to make a difference to your time and effort. And the second thing is people are really getting into a lot of trouble for selling this stuff because it's not actually packaged properly for online sale. And so customers are like, hey, you just sent me a used product. And you're like, no, mm-hmm. I didn't. It was new. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it used Define to be Define new. new, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, you would that's one of those words like is. You would think there's there's a definition and that's the way it is, but it really isn't that definition and that easy with new anymore. Um, so thank you for that explanation about the packaging. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that Amazon customers, they're wonderful customers. I love them, but they are extremely picky, you know, and they, they want that item yeah. to look like it's new, <laughs> which makes sense. If you said it's new, they want it to be new. So Based on what we just our conversation that we just had about retail arbitrage and the difficulties with that kind of thing and all that, what would you say to someone who's just listening to the show and going, hey, I want to look at selling on Amazon. I may get started in the next couple of months. Where would you tell someone who's new to this thing to look into getting started? I would actually recommend doing small wholesale buys first mm-hmm. and practice with buying, say, a couple dozen from a wholesaler, it's usually going to mean you break even. You're not going to make very much money, but it'll help you learn the ropes. It'll help you understand what's happening on, on Amazon with a lot more control over what you're selling. So a lot of people say, do retail arbitrage. That'll help you learn the ropes. And it will, but it may also get you worn. Suspended. than you really want <laughs> yes. to be. And potentially suspended. And I feel bad for a lot of newbies who just make dumb mistakes. They just don't know. And right. Amazon doesn't have a forgiveness policy. Just don't. So um, learning with a little bit safer of a product, I would say, makes more sense. So find um, either a wholesale course or someone you know who's already doing wholesale that you can learn from. Certainly don't share computers because if you're going to sell the same product on a new account um, Uh and you shared computers, then it looks like it's connected, so don't do that. Um, Uh But learn from other people who have already done this before. I I think that's the area I'd say to a newbie. Try working with someone else who's already done it, try doing some sort of, um, if it's possible for you, do some sort of consortium where you can chip in a small amount to where everyone can work together to get better MOQs, something Mm -hmm. where you can do things the right way. Um, Another good way to start is actually liquidation, but be extremely, extremely careful of your inspection process. What we've been able to tell, um, because I've bought a few liquidation items just to see, like, why are my clients having so many problems (laughs) with this? This is constantly a problem. And what we found in the couple that we bought and then subsequently sold on Amazon was that probably about 60 to 80% of what came in the liquidation pallet was actually possible to sell. Yep, so that, a lot that's of a good figure. And, dirt. and the music's going to start yeah. cutting you off again. So before we do that, guys, to find Rachel online, thinkcascadia.com. And are you on Facebook? Can they connect with you that way, Rachel? Yep, we're on Facebook. Uh, Rachel Greer, Cascadia Consulting, thank you so much. We'll be back next week with Bad Cat Radio on the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Does your business do a lot of shipping and wish you could get more for less? Stamps.com is the solution. It's the ideal way to automate and simplify your e-commerce shipping needs. Easily import all your venues like eBay, Amazon, and others. 
trips to the post office will soon become a memory. Stamps.com gives you postage on demand. Just click, print, and mail at discounted shipping rates. See why so many e-commerce businesses have switched. Visit Stamps.com. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, the Cash Flow Show Direct Sales Radio will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than Bubble Fast. Packing peanuts, they've got them. Poly Bubble Mailers, they've got those too. Bubble Fast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. Are you looking for a trusted property insurance partner to help your business grow and stay resilient? FM Global uses science, data, and research to help you make informed decisions. By working together, FM Global can help you grow your company with confidence and deliver the protection and expertise you need to thrive. We're also here to help you navigate the complex world of ESG. We'll work with you to identify and mitigate risks related to natural disasters and offer solutions that contribute to a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper.